0: Be done with it. Look at Psalm 3. I did not write on the the message for the computer, folks, a title for this message because when I put it together, I didn't have one. Sometimes you do your writing when you put a sermon together at the last minute, because God will speak to you up until the last minute. And if you already got your stuff wrote down and he speaks to you, you're you're uh, you're apt to keep what you got instead of what he said. So I try to wait till the last minute and write down what I'm going to preach. So if he's got anything delayed, I'll pick up on it. So I, 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 I want you to listen at the background. I'm just going to give you a background. Then we're going to pray. And I'm going to try to give you a, a, a title for this. But Absalom, how many of you know that Absalom was one of David's boys? All right, Absalom. Absalom was a rebel because David didn't have good parenting skills with Absalom. He didn't necessarily do some of the things he should have done. Though David pleased God and he was a man after God's own heart. He had some mistakes in his life that were difficult. And one of them was with child rearing. He 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 reared one stepson Named Amnon, who raped his half sister, that ain't good. Somebody holler amen right there. Not good. And and Absalom was caught in a limb full of uh, leaves and branches by his hippie hair, and that's the day he should have got a haircut. Somebody say amen right there. Been good if he'd have went to the beauty parlor that day and and been a skint head instead of a dead head. He, 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 the, the, the limb grabbed him by his hair and he went off his mule and he hung there and one of David's men came along and threw a spear through him because he was on his way to kill his daddy. He had taken Jerusalem in this song. He has, he has taken the throne in Jerusalem from his daddy. He despises everything to do with him and wants to trump him every way he can. He wants to trump him in the kingdom. David is running from his own daddy. Now, you've got to get this. Don't read the Bible out of what you think it's saying. Read the Bible for what it's saying. His boy is doing everything he can to kill him. Now, I've got two boys. They've never raised their hand against me, never have. I can't stand here and tell you they done everything right or that I done everything right. But I know something about having two boys. But I don't know nothing about having two boys trying to run me off of my own house, run me off and act like a rebel. Absalom was a rebel. He died a rebel. In Psalm 3, David is talking out of his, his, his contact and his knowledge of his son running him off. Listen to what it says. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that be that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for him in God. Selah, or so be it, amen. But thou, O Lord, is this familiar to anybody? Great song written in recent days out of this. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. Verse 4, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awake for the Lord sustained me. This is a man whose boy is trying to kill him at every turn in the road. Got hundreds and hundreds of people eyeing him, watching out for him, trying to help him, that being Absalom, kill David. He goes on to say, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. What gives you that kind of courage? I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. That have set themselves against me. Round about. Arise O Lord and save me. O my God. For thou hast smitten all my enemies. Upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth. Of the ungodly. The last verse. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. If I was going to title this. This is what I'd title it. What do you do when trouble and despair is from deep within your loins? What do you do when trouble is deep within your own breed? What do you do when the the greatest trouble you ever experience is somebody who's the dearest to you? He raised a boy who absolutely done everything he could against his raising to treat his father like a dog. What do you do when your problem is from deep within? Our Father, in Jesus' name, take us and teach us. We come tonight full of enthusiasm and encouragement because of your own capacity to fill our life. My emotion is nothing without your devotion. And so I ask you tonight to take these words and bless these people. If I came to say something I shouldn't say, lock it down. If I came and supposed to say something that I don't have, bring it forth. And I'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat. Have you ever had one of your kids just break your heart? Have you ever had one of your children just absolutely crush your expectation? Have you ever had somebody close to you just embarrass the fire out of you or to cause you, or maybe you're here and you're a young girl or a young boy and you've done the embarrassing and you put your mother and daddy in a a bad place or you put your family member in a bad place to have to explain you and brought embarrassment upon your family tree. What do you do When you are confronted with people you never dreamed would do you so wrong that they would threaten your life and run you off from the very presence of what you deserve to have. Look with me in God's Word and let me see if I can encourage you along the way. Look at verses 1 and 2. Let me outline this chapter for you just briefly and I'll quit. Look at number one, verses one and two. I'll read them. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. I know something about that, don't you? Many there be which say of my soul, there is no... Here's how that reads in the text of the Hebrew. I will see to it that even God can't help me. He despised his daddy so much that he heralded a a thank you to everybody who felt the same way he did and to God that there was no help for him and God. Number one, see with me if you will please the critics that we acquire. The critics that we acquire. The critics we have sometimes will be the mouthpiece And they'll be the javelin. They'll be the bullets, if you please, out of the gun of compromise. And they'll do everything they can to try to come against you. And they'll stand up and say, you're so bad off, I'll see to it, that even God can't get you out of this one. Have you ever seen somebody with that spirit toward you? I don't care how often you go to church. You won't get out of this one easy. I promise you this, and here they go, spouting off and running their mouths. What's going on, preacher? Critics are being acquired. Let me say something about acquiring a critic. You will never have a critic as long as you yourself does very little for the glory of God. I am finding out that criticism follows. Devotion and criticism criticism precedes a diligent future. If you do anything for God back here, you're headed for some criticism. But if you live through your criticism for the glory of God, you're coming out with a future that will honor the Lord. Somebody holler amen right there. Satan wants to stop your future by paralyzing you with criticism. I've had my share of criticism. You don't get in a situation like this and not have somebody gunning for you most of the time. Most of the time it's some pot shot. Most of the time it's some haphazard, half cocked mistruth. But that's all right, because every time that God allows an assailant, a critic to come against you, it's just because Satan knows that your future is blooming. <laughs> and there is a blossom along the way. And there's going to be a fragrance that comes forth out of your life. If you will stand for God back here and then go through your criticism, you've got a future coming down the road. God help a man. Who doesn't attract some criticism like lightning every once in a while? Not only critics that we acquire, these are problems from within. The more you try to do right, the more your critics will try to steer you wrong. Number two, notice the Christ we acknowledge. I like this, but thou. <laughs> But thou, O Lord, art, now notice three things that God is, and I want you folks to know, the next time you sing this song, every time you've ever sang it, you knocked it out of the park. Wonderful, but the next time you sing it, I want you to listen. It says there's three things. He says, and this is the Christ that we acknowledge here, the God that we acknowledge. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. The critic comes against you. The enemy assails against you. Here comes those who are negative. Here comes those that hate your success. People don't criticize you because you're beneath them. They criticize you because you're above them. They don't want you to be beneath them. They want you uh, or above you. They want you to be equal with them or beneath them. Criticism will push you down if you let it. Mm -hmm. But I have found out, hallelujah, the critic isn't thing in the world but some fertilizer God's putting in my spiritual boots to let me stand up and grow for the glory of God. Thou art a shield. He is not going to let your critic go very far before he whoops his rear end. Thou art a shield. A shield. That means God is out front shielding any criticism that can knock you down, allowing criticism that can build you up, but shielding you against criticism that can knock you out. You have a shield in the hand of God against your critic if you walk with him. Somebody give the Lord praise right there. Not only a shield, not only a shield but he says, my glory, my glory. I am not my glory. I am not for my glory. It says that God is my glory. Any glory that comes out of my life is because his life is in mine. I got, it, I got it. That sounded good. I'm going to say it again. The only glory that comes out of my life is because of his life in me. My life is worthless, even saved. My flesh is wicked, even saved. My flesh needs help, even saved. I mean saved, born again, still just as mean as the devil and as worthless as hell. And that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, Paul said. But I can say tonight, hallelujah, there is some glory in my life. And that glory is the glory of Christ Jesus. Somebody give him glory. Thou art a shield and my glory. And it goes on to say, and the lifter up of my head. When my trouble and my critics have my head down and I can't get it up because I'm psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually whipped. How many of you know what it's like to be emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually whipped? (laughs) Huh. And you can't lift up your head because everything's got you bent down and bowed low. And the devil has got your mind and your eyes focused on your critic. He comes along. He who? He who is the shield. He who? He who is the glory. He, he who? He, that is the... Lift her up! <laughs> I can tell by looking at y'all Most of you have been up I can tell by looking at most of you You've been encouraged I can tell by looking at some of you You've just been shining bright as the star I can tell some of you ain't been down I can tell you some of you got your pockets full of money I can tell you some of you ain't been sick I can tell you some of you ain't never had your head down But I know what it's like to live with my head down I know what it's like to have my head bowed low I know what it's like not to be able to lift up my head and to have God come along and just say and become the lifter up. You know why we sing that song so well? Because we live in it. The Christ that we acknowledge. Look at the third one if you will please. Uh, the character that we activate. Now, I want you to write down, I want you to write down something that, 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 that somebody else gave me and I'm just repeating it. I didn't get this from God. I got this from another preacher. If he got it from God, to God be the glory. If he didn't, I'm in trouble. But it's, 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 it's something worth repeating. Look, look at verse number four. He says the character that we activate. God teaches us to be charactered, not in jello, gelatin, and sweet pudding. God does not teach us how to be charactered back here at elementary levels and back here in sweet places and back here in sugar and honey toast. What does He do? He teaches us to have character, walking through the comments of our critics until we come to our future. That God has built for us. And notice the first thing if you will please. The cry that is reserved for God. He said I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And he heard me out of his holy hill. How do you get character in the midst of critics. When they are deep within your own home. Deep within your own friendships. Deep within your own knowledge. Number one. You have a cry that's reserved for God. I'm not talking about a cry that's for your mother. I'm not talking about a cry that's for your daddy. I'm talking about when you cry with your voice. He didn't say he was crying tears with his eyes. He didn't say I'm crying out of my throat. He didn't say I'm crying out of my countenance. He said I cried with my voice. That means he was crying to the point he was moaning. He was crying to the point that he was having to put verbiage to it. He was putting vocabulary to it. He was talking to God and weeping out of his words. Have you ever just said, oh, God, oh, God. He had a cry that was reserved for God. I want to tell you something. God will let you go through criticism to get to your future so that you and him can have a spell together. You cry your way through and he shouts his way through helping you because of your cry that's reserved for him. Number two, not only that, notice the calm received from God. I like this verse. I laid me down and slept. I awaked for the Lord sustained me. Let me say something to you. One of the hardest things you'll ever do is sleep with something on your mind. Now, I got some spiritual super saints here who just lay down and they the angels come and flap their wings over them, and halos are laid on their pillow at night, and they just doze off to sleep in the Holy Ghost and rest in the clouds of supremacy and joy. And the rest of us take Lexapro and Darvon and whatever else it is that keeps us from killing each other in our sleep. That's where the rest of us live. You go to sleep with something on your mind. You go to sleep with something... How many of you know that the darkness is Satan's domain? I don't care how saved you are, he knows how dark it is where you sleep and he knows where you live. And he loves to come in and stir and torment. He loves to come in and stir stir up. He loves to kill the calm and drop the bomb. He loves to do everything he can to stop you from having peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. But I'm glad when you're going through your trouble, God will give you a calm that is reserved from God. Number three, I've only got four, so listen to them quickly and I'm done. We're going. The courage restored through God. Look at the courage restored through God. Verse six. Read it out loud Lou. Off the screen. I will not. I said, read it with me. I can't hear a soul. Come on, help me. I'm going dead. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves against me round about. You have got you some courage when you don't care if a 1,000 comes to your house and starts trouble. He said, I don't care if thousands upon thousands are against me. He said... They can set themselves against me roundabout. He said, I will not fear. How long has it been since you got you a dose of courage instead of callousness? Courage instead of quitting. Just decide the devil is a The devil is a lie. I mean you need to go to bed at night saying in Jesus name clear out. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I clean this nest out. In the somebody might think you're crazy down the street, crazy across the street. Open the blessed windows in your house. Open the blessed doors in your house. In the name of Jesus, get out of my house in the name of Christ. Get away from my children and through the power of God, I'm gonna lay down here tonight, and I'm gonna have me a calm that comes from God. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. And you know, you know, I've let one or two bother (laughs) me. I was in a store yesterday. I saw a couple that's a member of the church. I went up to them and they acted like I was a stranger. What I didn't know is they left here six or seven weeks ago. I didn't even know it. They told me they was going to church some, some place in Martinique. I walked off and the first thing that hit me, first thing, first thing, second said, what would you do to them? I said, whoa. I mean in public, right in Lowe's, in public, right in Lowe's. I said, whoa, that'll cause people to look at you now when you get talking to yourself. (laughs) Whoa, I ain't done nothing to them people. And in the name of Jesus, you bless both of them people. You touch them, you encourage them, and you feed them. And by the way, I need your encouragement, Holy Spirit, to beat uh, this spirit that, of antichrist and this spirit of, of guilt and this spirit that would come and get two, two people could run my If I had to run around, and you boys who are in this college, you better listen to me. People are crazy. You're crazy. I'm crazy. We're all crazy. That Bible does not give you one thing to believe that we're not crazy. We're a bunch of crazy people that God saves in our soul and spirit to take us to heaven. The rest of it's going to the earth and the worms is going to eat it. We're crazy. But I want to tell you, you don't have to let people drive you crazy. You can stand up in the name of Jesus and say by the grace of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, I will not believe. a lie the devil. He's a lie. You say, how can you tell when it's the devil? He never brags on Jesus. He never brags on you. He never brags on people. He never gives nothing positive. He gives everything negative. When it's negative, it's not God. I walked out of Lowe's saying, thank God the left. I enjoyed that prayer meeting in there. They didn't leave mad. There wasn't nothing wrong with them. They just went because it was something... Some, they were just tired of it, they wanted to go somewhere else. That's all right. We, we say, we ain't made for everybody. And we ain't. And somebody leave, we say, why'd they go? what do we do to them? Did, 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 did you preach too long? Did you preach too short? Did you preach too hard? Did you preach? <that> yeah. <fucking noise> <tumor noise> I'm already got the shakes. <inaudible> what do you want me to do? Get the heebie-jeebies? People, <pleasures> people don't want to come. They don't want to come. That don't mean you, I ran them off. And it don't, mean, it don't mean, you might find out they were sitting in your pew. Well, I didn't do nothing to them. Well, don't, don't talk to your wife about it or your husband about it. Look up and say, Jesus, bless them. Wherever they go, bless them. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Feed them. Bless them. Encourage them. Now, I'm going to heart and get me a hamburger. Me and you are going to have a good time. Hallelujah. Here's the last one. The confidence that is renewed in God. Arise, O oh Lord. Save me. Then he says this, oh my God. I like that. For thou hast smitten all my enemies. Now that's past tense. That's past tense. He hadn't smitten all of them yet. But he done took care of a bunch of them. David knew something about God's revenge. He said, notice what he said. Thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone." Then he says, and you've broken the teeth of the ungodly. What does the cheekbone do? It talks. What does your teeth do? Your teeth allow pronunciation with your tongue. God said, I'll shut their mouth. He said, I'll shut them down. And I promise you, what goes around comes around. And I let, and I don't know who I'm talking to here tonight, but if you get up and run right now, I'll know the rabbit I was after. hmm yeah, Hallelujah. And God, we don't need our mouth doing anything but honoring Jesus and glorifying Jesus and blessing the people of Jesus. Somebody give the Lord praise. Give Him praise and glory. In the house of God, because somebody down deep in your life will hurt you. She walked off and divorced you. You thought it was love forever. She took custody of your children, your children turned out to be devils. And if it was legal, you'd do things to her that's unmentionable. You had a job, you was making good money, six figures, remember? And you had to apply for food stamps nine months later? Because it didn't work like you wanted it to? I'm going to tell you something. People will hurt you deep within your own loins. But I'm glad tonight that I can tell you there's a cry reserved reserved for God. God's got a place he wants to cry with you. The calm that is reserved from God. God has a place where you can lay down and sleep. I'm looking forward to going to bed tonight. You know why? Because we ain't tossing. We ain't turning. We're going to have us some conversation. We're going to have us some encouragement. Hey, hey, hey. The conversation. She said maybe the conversation. I'm looking at her maybe. We're going to enjoy ourselves. Get us something to eat. And I'm going to bed and I'm going to rest. I'm not going to think about one of y'all's problems. I didn't get this good looking worrying about you. I'm gonna lay down. I'm gonna enjoy the Lord's goodness, and I'm gonna ask Him. I, I, I got up this morning early because went to bed early last night and slept all night long, hard. Just slept hard. Got up this morning early, and I went to that verse, to, to, to this chapter of Scripture, and God gave me this thought out of this. He said, "I laid me down and slept." He said, "I rose up, and God helped me." There is a joy. Even in sleeping, yeah. Amen. that ain't in being awake. And he'll, the Bible says he giveth his beloved sleep. Amen? Don't worry about everybody's problems. Don't worry about what, I, I'm, I'm the world's worst. If I'm not real careful, I have to really keep a grip on what I, I'm probably preaching to me tonight more than you. But I sure am glad, praise God. He gives you a grip on yourself, not on him. He's got a hold on me. I don't need a hold on God. He's got a grip on me, but I've got a grip on myself. And I've got to decide I'm not going to let my life blow all the smithereens over this problem, this problem, or that problem. Al, it will kill you. It will kill you. God's goodness. What a blessing. Well, Father, we love you. We sure do. We thank you for this little tidbit of truth. Thank you for these verses that taught us tonight what we can take and use for your honor and glory. I pray that you'll bless every one of these people. I love them to death, but God, I can't worry them into victory. I can't can't beg them into victory. They're going to have to go through their own set of circumstances. They're going to have to go through their own pathway. They're going to have to go through their own difficulties. Help us all from verse 4 through 8 to see that you'll help us. You'll strengthen. Strengthen our enemies. Help our enemies. Help our brothers and sisters who don't understand us. Help those who are mad because they believe a half-truth. Help those this evening who are going through trauma over us and we don't mean for it to be. Help that one tonight, Lord, that was live streaming with us, that have issues. Won't go to church, but they'll watch this program on their computer because they've been hurt. Let them keep on watching until they'll go back, and even afterwards, hopefully. But bless those, Lord, who have believed a half-truth or somebody who believed a lie. Oh, God, help us not to comment out of falsehood but help us to comment out of truthfulness if a comment's necessary as one man said a lie will travel 90% around the world before the truth gets its boots on teach me that critics are everywhere but teach me behind every critic is God getting ready for a victory in front of every critic We'll thank you and praise you. How many of God's people would come out of these seats tonight and take five minutes with me and give an invitation and you'd come and kneel around these altars and say, Preacher, I've been hurt from deep within, but I'm willing to kneel down and say tonight, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, the lifter up of my head come on come on come on been hurt deep I haven't even been willing to deal with my hurt it's so deep